Welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. I'll be giving you actionable value to help you with mindset, training, and nutrition to help you transform your life. Disclaimer, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Not because I want to be mean, but because I generally respect you. Also, I'm a meathead. So if you tune in and decide to give me the time out of your life that you know you'll never get back, the very least I can do for you is keep it a stack. Expect to be educated, motivated, and inspired. And get ready to laugh over some light-hearted banter. Now that that's out the way, let's chat with IFBB Pro Matt Butale. Get ready, meatheads. Time to dive in. Yo, what's good, Meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your boy, IFBB Pro Matt Butali, and today we're going to be talking about 11 ways for you to burn fat if you are over 30. Realistically, this works regardless. You don't have to be over 30 for this to work, but we do notice that in life, things get worse after 30. Your metabolism slows down, it's easier to put on fat, you get more busy, you have less time for the gym, so on and so forth. So these are 11 proven ways for you to burn fat, especially if you're over 30, all right? Let's get into it, all right, guys? But before we do that, I just want to remind you, if you get value from this podcast, please don't hesitate to share it out to anybody that you know might also gain value as well. So, <clears throat> excuse me, let me clear my throat. Let's get into it, guys. Let's get into it, all right? So, let's break it down. Boosting your metabolism involves a combination of lifestyle changes, Okay. Not similar to the lifestyle changes that you had to experience that made it more difficult for you to burn that fat or increase your metabolism, okay? So these lifestyle changes, of course, obviously are completely opposite, all right? So the first thing, the first thing that I actually recommend for you guys and girls, if you struggle with controlling your uh, metabolism, you know, putting on fat, you struggle with building muscle, you struggle with... Changing your physique and it's pissing you off, it's annoying you, the first thing I want to recommend that you do or at least pay attention to and sort of break down the misconceptions behind is strength training. So going to the gym to actually get stronger. Not just going to the gym to burn fat, not going to the gym only to get slimmer or to get rid of your stomach or to like do a specific thing with your physique. Like yes, it sounds kind of contradictory to what I'm saying right now. But what I am saying is you want to focus on strength training or at least understand that strength training alone is probably, is not probably, is definitely more beneficial than just going to the gym to like, let's say, do cardio, all right? And it's more effective or efficient for you in terms of how to burn fat, how to keep the fat off actually, keep it off permanently for the rest of your life, Okay. Engaging in regular strength training exercise builds muscle, you know, helps you maintain muscle mass and, of course, increases your metabolic rate, meaning you burn more calories while you are resting, okay? So, guys, the first thing that I want you to understand, especially you girls, too, that are a little bit afraid to go into the gym because you fear that you go into the gym and then now you're lifting heavy weights, you're getting stronger, and now your arms are bulky or now your shoulders are broad, right, or your neck is thick and you look like a dude, no, First of all, it's it's nobody can get jacked by accident, all right? Unless you have really freaking crazy genetics, which honestly, tap in. Let me get some of that because I need that, all right? So, but guys, girls especially, strength training should be the priority if we are comparing cardio to strength training, all right? And the main reason why 
and we've talked about this several times on several different episodes, is because the more muscle mass you have, the higher your BMR. And for those of you that don't know what your BMR is, your it's an acronym, okay? If you know what BMI is, it stands for Body Mass Index. BMR is your basal metabolic rate. So your BMI is, just, is basically a scale that says, are you obese? Are you in fit? Are you in shape? Are you, you know, in the middle? Or um, are you underweight? So it's a, a scoring system from 1 to 30. BMR is not like that. BMR is basically a, a calorie number. It's like a caloric number. Like, let's just say this number is 2,400, okay? And this BMR, this number represents the amount of calories that you burn just throughout the day. Like, your brain doing its thing, your organs moving, you walking up and down, dealing with the kids, dealing with the dog, just as your body functions, think of it as your, um, a great way to think of it would be um, to understand it as your battery power, okay? So you, because calories are energy, right? So you expend 2,400 calories in a day. That's your battery, right? So that's your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. And so when you understand that, you understand that it's your metabolism, Okay, and the only way to leverage or to manipulate your metabolism or the primary way to do it that will last, in my opinion, again, when I say last, I mean permanently change your metabolism is when you add more muscle. Why? Because muscle, having more muscle on your body requires more battery, okay, more BMR, right? More calories. It's more calorically expensive for you to keep and or grow muscle than it is any other tissue on your body. Meaning, if you emphasize getting stronger, a byproduct of that is that you put on muscle. And if you're putting on muscle, you are speeding up your metabolism. All right, so that's the first step or the first tip out of 11 tips for you guys and girls, especially over 30, that will or that want to, you know, speed up your metabolism and also want to do this in a way that will allow you to keep the fat off, not just burn it, but keep it off. Like, and, and let me know, guys. Have you ever been the type of person to see, um, or have maybe yourself you've experienced this? You, you know, you do a fuck ton of cardio. You're not you're not missing the gym. You are eating the calories that you need to eat. You're starving yourself. Even sometimes, in some cases, crash dieting, um, and you hit the weight, right? You let's say make weight for the wedding, right? Um, or your wedding dress fits, your wedding suits fit, or you now, I guess, look good for the beach temporarily. And then you notice that when you come back from the vacation or like three months after the wedding, you are back in that same position, if not in a worse position. Why does that happen? Well, it's because you didn't fix your metabolism. You actually made it worse. Why? Because when you do excessive amounts of cardio and when you crash diet and you're not getting enough protein and when your emphasis is not on strength training, guys, you are wasting muscle. That essentially you're going catabolic, meaning your your body is burning through muscle. It's getting rid of it, so it's not staying on your body and having that same altering like that positive effect that altered your your metabolism. Excuse my tongue, metabolism and sped it up. Okay, so you're doing the opposite of what strength building does when you are only focusing on cardio and crash dieting, which is going to cause you to waste muscle and then in turn slow down your metabolism. Right? And this is another thing that I want to bring up, guys. A lot of you don't really have a slow metabolism. You really don't. You just don't have enough muscle to have a faster metabolism. It's facts. Okay? But that's a problem that you can fix. And if you listen to every single tip in this episode, you'll learn how to fix it. All right? Because we're going to be breaking it down. All right? So that's tip number one. Strength training. 
focus on strength training, focus on getting stronger, emphasize building muscle, make sure you're getting at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight. And when I say at least, even one gram is kind of excessive for the average dude and average gal, you're realistically good with 0.75 grams of protein per pound of body weight. I just want you to understand that. But if you've got the means for it, and if you want to really sort of, you know, secure your gains, one gram is definitely what I'd recommend over and over and over again. All right. So tip number two, guys, when it comes to 11 ways to burn fat, especially if you're over 30, doesn't matter if you're a guy, doesn't matter if you are a girl. Um, this one is, it depends on how you want to do it. I'll give you two options. And it doesn't contradict what I just talked about when, when I said strength training, and this is cardio. Right. I know I said earlier on, if you only focus on cardio, if you only focus on crash dieting, if you only focus on those sort of things, or at least prioritize it over strength training, then you're going to get the opposite results. You're going to slow down your metabolism, you're going to put on more fat, and you're never going to actually keep the weight off that you lose. Okay, but you can do cardio or you can leverage cardio in a way where if you incorporate it, you'll actually be able to expedite the results of strength training and here's how there are two forms we got hit which is an acronym for high intensity interval training and then we've got LISS. all right i'll spell it out for you l-i-s-s -S. it stands for low intensity steady state these two forms of cardio work hit is intense short bursts of cardio like think of doing burpees okay think of doing sprints short bursts of sprints whereas LISS is think of walking a marathon, right? Something that doesn't take too much energy to do, but takes a lot more time, you know, but your heart rate is lower as opposed to, you know, higher intensity, shorter bursts, shorter workouts. Okay, so it's up to you to decide, you know, where you want to teeter on either end of the spectrum when it comes to the type of cardio that you select. However, what I would recommend is if you have like shitty joints, okay, like walking hurts or jumping hurts, you know, uh, doing push-ups hurts your elbows. Just be very mindful of that. Okay. There's no one way to do anything. If you notice that walking for a prolonged period of time hurts, then I would probably recommend that you opt for something a little bit closer to the hit side if it's not going to affect you negatively and vice versa. Or maybe let's say you don't have enough time. You got the kids, you got the dog, you got work, you got so many things to do and you don't have much time to walk for 30 minutes on a treadmill, or you just don't want to go to the gym to do that, HIT is an option for you, okay? High-intensity interval training is an option that you can definitely exercise um, and then get the rewards from. I personally choose LIS, low-intensity steady state, because I, I just personally don't like when I'm putting on weight, when I'm you know growing in my off-season as a bodybuilder, and you know i'm doing high intensity shit and i feel like i'm gonna vomit up my food because i'm eating quite a bit so i just do lists you know it's 30 minutes a day i'll walk on an incline on the treadmill all right i get a light sweat on that's it and i do it every day and why do we do these things why do i do these things well in conjunction with focusing on muscle building strength training it's also another form of calorie expenditure. So when we talked about BMR guys and BMR being the battery, the amount of juice that you have in your body, like let's say power, energy, because calories are energy, you want to expend energy doing things, okay? Not just going to the gym and lifting weights, but also doing a form of cardio. So you're sort of stacking on to the um, meta metabolic, we'll say, increase or the speed of your 
the increase of the speed of your metabolism is going to also get boosted again with you adding cardio into it per se. So you're burning more calories, right? And the more calories you burn, the more fat you're going to burn, which in turn is what you want because you want to burn that fat. You want to get rid of the elbow fat, the man boobs, the gut, you know, you want to get rid of it, the love handles. So how do we do that? Increase the amount of calories that we burn as well as reduce the amount of calories that we eat while also increasing our metabolism by focusing on building muscle and increasing our BMR. Make sense? Okay, so incorporate cardio, some form of cardio throughout your day. Um, I like to do it right now. I'm actually doing it seven days a week. Um, whether I'm like prepping or not, I just, I love to do it. I'm not that much of a big eater, so it gives me an appetite. Um, and when I have that appetite, of course, you know, I can actually, I can, I can eat more efficiently. I still got to eat my meals, um, but this again, won't relate. You can't relate to this unless you're a bodybuilder trying to put on size, but it does get a little bit annoying after a while, especially if you're not a big eater when you have to put down the food. Okay. So that it always, it helps me in that aspect as well. So if you're a hard gainer or if you're someone that wants to put on size too, or you want to lean bulk, you can also, um, do cardio. I'd recommend doing cardio to boost your, um, appetite. Okay. Three guys, tip number three out of 11 ways to burn fat, whether you are a guy, whether you are a girl is simple. And you heard this one since you are probably in grade school and it's called stay active throughout the day. Okay. Why am I even bringing this up to you? Like, you know this, right? But the reason why I'm bringing this up to you, especially now is because as technology develops and as our lives, you know, sort of, as we sort of like develop as a society, I've noticed, and you probably noticed this as well, we've become a lot more sedentary. Like the kids of now, you know, this generation don't even, I don't even think parents buy them bicycles anymore. Like bicycles used to be the shit when I was a kid. If you had a bike, you were up, man. You can go anywhere. You can, oh, we would damn near ride out the fucking city. We would travel with our bikes like they were vehicles because there was nothing really else to do. I mean, we had our PS2s, we had our Nintendos and stuff like that, but you know, Kid babies nowadays are born with iPads, iPhones, you know, um, the gaming systems and online networking is, is, is a different beast right now. And it's very easy for our kids, you know, teenagers, young adults, adults, even the old folks to even, you know, to learn TikTok and sit there and scroll endlessly and just kind of fucking live on the couch. So now more than ever, is it more important for you guys to get the fuck up off the couch, go outside, go for a walk, stay active throughout the day. Don't sit in one place for too long. Like you don't even have to go outside, you know, just if you notice you've been sitting down and you watched a movie that's like one to three hours, get up and just don't watch another movie that day. Or at least before you watch another movie, you do something active. Not, you don't have to break a sweat. All right. Like I'm saying opt for the stairs instead of the elevator. Okay. I'm saying you know, take the longer route. I'm saying if you if you got to get something at the convenience store across the street, don't drive, walk, right? Just stay a little bit more active throughout your day. Why? Because that's going to burn just a tiny bit more calories that you otherwise wouldn't have burned. Okay. So just like pay attention to that. We want to what? We want to burn calories. Okay. And how do we do that? Going to the gym, doing cardio, but we also we want to eat less calories so it becomes easier for our body to, you know, process what's in us, get rid of the energy that we've stored up with the food that we've consumed. And then, of course, we want to increase our BMR, our basal metabolic rate, so that we can speed up our metabolism and allow, and allow our body to burn through the calories a lot more efficiently. Make sense? 
for following through, just nod your head and let me know that you are, uh, you know, you're following through. Of course, I can't see you if you're listening to this on the replay, but uh, I just wanted to know that you know what I'm talking about and that it makes sense to you. And if it doesn't, again, don't hesitate to let me know. Um, okay, so you want to increase your overall ac physical activity by incorporating more movement into your daily routine. And also, again, as I said, take the stairs, short walks, you know, instead of sitting, right? Some people that are a little bit crazy, maybe you have a little bit more energy because you're younger. I used to do this, you know, sometimes, you know, on commercial breaks, I'd just do push-ups or sit-ups or like anything, literally anything. You can keep a dumbbell in front of the couch and just do curls, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, shoulder press when you're sitting down at home, just really light dumbbells, just anything, just literally be more active, especially in these times in this generation. It's a lot um, easier to sit on the couch, sit in the chair, lay in bed and just rot and like, you know, more people are fat now than ever. And that says that says enough. OK, so number four, guys. OK, out of the 11 tips for you to burn fat, especially if you're over 30, doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl is of course, a balanced diet. Okay, so what does this mean? It means all you got to do is consume a balanced diet that includes a mix of lean proteins, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and healthy fats. And you want to avoid, not cancel out, not completely ignore, not completely um, abandon extreme diets, or at least extreme, we'll say, foods and when i say extreme i don't really believe they're extreme i think that you believe that they're extreme what am i talking about i'm talking about processed foods okay the seed oils uh fucking rice krispies pop tarts junk food you know everybody knows that you they're bad for you essentially but i think that people take it to an extreme level and say that they're horrible for you and that no matter what you should never eat them ever again in your life because it's going to kill you faster i say as a human being do what the fuck you want right live your life i personally do uh, you know, say 10 to 20% of my diet is like bullshit. All right, 80 to 90% of it is, you know, balanced. I got lean proteins, a mix of whole grains, fruits, veggies, um, healthy fats, right? That's what I eat 80 to 90% of the time as a natural professional bodybuilder. And if you just want to change your body, be healthier, think clearer, um, balance out any micronutrient imbalances. If you're low on iron, if whatever it is, magnesium deficiencies, you want to be eating healthy 80 to 90% of the time so that your body functions the way that it's supposed to. Okay. And it doesn't mean that you're never going to have a pizza again. You're never going to have a donut again. You're never going to eat muffins, cake, pie. I still enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it majority of the time. I'll enjoy it 10 to 20% of the time or when I'm out on a date or, you know, when, I, when I'm doing something special or when I'm just, when I say like, I get the, I get the hunch. I just want to freaking eat something sweet, you know? Um, and again, you got to practice dietary discipline to get to a point guys especially girls i've noticed or honestly whoever likes sweets more i think guys like savory stuff more than girls do but who fucking knows and i'm not gonna look at the science for that but whatever it is for you guys if it's savory or sweet just because you have a pang for it just because you really want to eat those chips or you want to have that donut it doesn't mean you got to give in every single time that you have that craving um, and definitely eating clean 80 to 90 percent of the time at the beginning will feel challenging but when you understand that you are not in food jail and that you can still eat these foods as long as you have self-control and you learn how to mindfully indulge and eat you know responsible portions that correlate and do not exceed the amount of calories that you need to eat every single day to continue seeing progress the moment you understand that you'll be gucci man you'll be cool and that's balanced okay you got to have a room for a little bit of bullshit 
and then the rest of it has got to be consistently good. Not great, but good. 80-90%. You don't have to be a perfectionist. You just got to understand that you got to mix it up, but mostly keep things on the healthy side. Cool? All right. Number five out of 11 ways for you guys and girls to burn fat. All right. If you're 30 or over, or even if you're 20, even if you're like 18 or 66 listening to this, okay, is to eat enough protein. Okay, eat enough protein. Maybe you guys were listening with a really good ear when I was talking earlier in this episode um, about the muscle building aspect and the benefits of how it speeds up your metabolism. Well, here's the kicker. If you are the type of person to have now like, hey, I listened to what Matt said. I'm going to go into the gym. I'm going to focus on building muscle because that's going to speed up my metabolism, right? So let's say that you go into the gym and you do that, but you don't eat enough protein, aka you don't eat one gram or at least 0.75 grams per pound of body weight, you're fucked. Like you're, you're going to be screwed. And why is this? Because, well, think of it like this. You're going to be ripping up the muscle fibers as you push yourself to get stronger. In order to heal the tears that you put into your muscle fibers, you are going to need to consume an adequate amount of protein. Otherwise, you're kind of just spinning your tires. It's like you're making progress at the gym and protein is is, is like a memory card or like a, a save file, right? And you're not saving the file every time you're making progress. So your muscles aren't going to grow or at least they're not going to grow as consistently or as efficiently or as, as fast as it otherwise would have had you supplemented your body with an adequate amount of protein on a consistent basis. Okay, again, being one gram or 0.75 grams uh, of protein per pound of body weight. Okay, protein has a higher thermic effect compared to fats and carbohydrates. And I don't want to get too sciencey here for you guys, but it's it essentially means that your body burns more calories while trying to digest it. So think of that as well. The same effect that your body gets when you increase your BMR, aka speed your, your metabolism by adding more muscle, is also boosted not just by cardio that we mentioned er earlier by burning more calories, not just by you know tip number three, you know staying more active and burning that tiny bit extra more calories when you're at home, but also your body burns a tiny tiny bit more calories to stack on top of what we just talked about by breaking down and digesting protein aka thermic effect, meaning your body just, it takes more energy from your body to burn the calories from protein, to break down and consume and absorb protein. So think of that. Who wouldn't want an extra little tiny boost on top of speeding their metabolism? You know, it's, it's, you, I would, you know, if I wanted to burn fat, I would. Okay, so keep that in mind. Eat enough protein, as I said before, and I'll say again until the day I die. One gram per pound of body weight. And if you're really struggling to get that in, 0.75 grams per pound of body weight. Okay, that's eat enough protein. That's tip number five. Okay, so tip number six, guys, for you to burn fat out of the 11 ways um, is to stay hydrated. You heard this one since you were in grade school as well. Drink plenty of water throughout the day. Dehydration can temporarily, and it, this is a temporary thing, and it's not for everybody, but it can Science has shown that it can temporarily delay or slow down your metabolism, okay? But I want to dive a little bit deeper. I want to go like a layer deeper. Don't just drink enough water. And first of all, what is enough water? Let's just say 
two to three liters per day for just generally of course if you're six foot eight that's going to do nothing for you and if you're four foot eleven three liters might make you piss yourself every second so find your sweet spot drink enough water um and of course one way to tell if you're drinking enough water is to look at the toilet when you're done peeing sounds disgusting um but just and if you know if you look at it and it's really really dark yellow that's not good. You're either not hydrated or something else is going on in your body and it's not a good thing. And if it's too clear, it's like you're pretty much pissing out water. You know, you're, you're probably drinking too much and you can just like dial it down. Um, it is dangerous to drink too much water. So it's what I just said is important when it comes to looking at your urine. Okay. Also, if you can smell your piss and it's like really fucking strong, like pungent, be careful because you're, that typically correlates with, of course, the darkness of it. And that shows either kidney problems, some other internal issue. Honestly, take it up with your doctor if you've been seeing that uh, that type of thing consistently. I always recommend those that are listening to this and also my clients to check out the doctor um, quarterly. That would be the best quarterly. But if you just are too busy or you, you couldn't be bothered, you can go three times per year four every four months. Okay, so just get that in your head. Don't ignore that. I want you to pay attention to that. That will definitely save your ass. But to get a layer deeper into the hydration aspect, aka tip number six, you don't just want to be drinking all that water and like, that's it. Like, no, yes, it will help your metabolism. It'll help your bowels move. Beautiful. It'll improve digestion. Awesome. But if you drink too much water and you're not replacing your electrolytes, you're not replacing your minerals, so on and so forth, then you're essentially dehydrating yourself. You are effectively dehydrating yourself without even knowing it, which sounds kind of like oxymoronic because how can drinking too much water dehydrate you well it's because it dilutes what's already in your body so your vitamin b12 your magnesium your you know iron okay potassium sodium all of those micronutrients that you need that help your body function the way that it's supposed to will start to decrease in volume because you are diluting them aka drinking too much water and pissing out those micronutrients without replacing them especially if you don't follow the 80 90 20 rule 20 80 90 or 20 10 rule whatever you know what i mean eating 80 percent clean 90 percent clean and fucking around 10 to 20 percent of the time um when you are eating clean or at least that clean you don't really have to worry much about the micronutrient imbalance when you're drinking an adequate amount of water because most of, if not all of, your micronutrients should be, you know, derived from the diet that you are consuming, all right? So if you eat like shit and you train really good and you're not missing anything there and you're drinking all your water, you can really still put yourself in a bad position because micronutrients are just as, if not more important than micronutrients. You following? And macronutrients are protein, carbs, and fats, all right? Micronutrients are vitamins, minerals. Okay, so those really do matter and they do affect the way that our body metabolizes things and the way that our bodies operate. So you don't want to ignore that. Tip number six is to stay hydrated throughout the day, two to three liters. Again, it varies depending on your height, physical activity, you know, the amount that you sweat, so on and so forth. But you also want to pay attention to your micronutrients and you don't want to be depleting that just by drinking too much water. You follow? Awesome. Okay, guys, tip number seven out of the 11 ways to burn fat, especially if you're over 30. Doesn't matter if you're a guy, doesn't matter if you're a girl, doesn't matter if you're 45 or 98, okay, is adequate sleep. Matter of fact, if you do this, you probably will live over 100. I hope at least. I 
if you're listening to this, I hope you get to over 100 and that you tell your grandkids you listened to this episode um, all those years ago. Okay, so <laughs> adequate sleep, guys. Ensure that you're getting enough quality uh, quality sleep. This one goes without saying. Lack of sleep can disrupt disrupt hormones and lead to hunger, uh, or sorry, disrupt ho- disrupt hormones that are related that affect your hunger and your uh, metabolism. So, well, not just those things, but in general, not getting enough sleep will fuck you up royally. Um, outside of just the gym, like think of your brain power. How much brain fog do you have when you like don't get enough sleep? Right, like this is just outside of the gym. Like how much brain fog? Like how much harder is life already? when you have no sleep. So think of that. Think of your commitment to the gym. Everything becomes harder. Doing the same workout becomes harder. Having patience with other people becomes harder. More people are more likely to get more grumpy. All right. So adequate sleep is just better for overall quality of life and just enjoying your life. But I would recommend having seven to nine hours consistently of sleep um, every single day to make sure you manage your hormones. And again, tip number seven is short and sweet, but mainly because it ties into tip number eight, which is manage stress. Okay. And we sort of alluded to this a little bit in tip number seven, because we talked about hormones related to hunger and metabolism. Okay. So the hunger hormone is called ghrelin. That's what makes us feel hungry. It can get dislodged, dysregulated when you don't have enough sleep, as well as many other factors. All right. That could also be in response to your diet. Right. Again, you're going to have to again. This is why I always recommend going to the doctors and, you know, getting your hormone hormone work done, your blood work done, your analysis. So check your urine, do all the general checkup shit that you've got to do at least four to every four to three months. Honestly, it will help you a lot, especially if you keep that information and you alter your diet based off of that information in order to balance out any imbalances, whether you do it, whether your nutritionist does it or your coach does it again, you want to stay on that. Okay, so managing stress. Why is this important? Well, because there is a hormone called cortisol, guys. Cortisol. And cortisol is what we don't want. Cortisol, when secreted, makes us more, it just makes our body retain more water, makes us kind of more puffy in the face. You know, especially if you notice, if you don't get enough sleep consistently in your diet's shit, your face or your skin, your body's going to look inflamed or irritated. Um, fogginess in your brain, so many negative things come with cortisol um, if you have too much of it and you secrete it, a lot of it um, at the wrong time. It's beneficial at its, at, you know, as a hormone, it serves its purpose. But if you are doing things that would cause your body to secrete an irregular amount of it, like a, a really large amount of cortisol on a consistent basis, it overall will decrease the quality of your life. It will negatively impact your metabolism it will make it a little bit more hard for your body to basically operate function the way that you would need it to in order to not just live a quality life but to progress in your fitness journey so keep that in mind guys seven to nine hours of sleep every single night is the number one fix in my opinion in my client's opinion for reducing the amount of cortisol and stress that you have and if you didn't know already you can definitely google it cortisol has a nickname and the nickname of cortisol is called the stress hormone okay so you want to be aware of that you want to pay attention to that we don't want to secrete more stress hormone we want to secrete less stress hormones we got to manage stress the easiest way to do that is to get enough rest as i said seven to nine hours every single day um and also you want to practice stress reducing techniques okay meditation yoga deep breathing exercises, journaling. Myself personally, especially when I'm super stressed, 
I uh, I like to chill in the sauna, man. Early in the morning, after my workout, walk into the sauna, 10 minutes, uh, put in some headphones, listen to some white noise or like very calming meditation music. It just Sometimes I think about nothing or I try to. Um, and sometimes I think about, you know, things that really have been consuming my mind and try to dissect them. And just give myself a little bit more permission to, to sit in the feelings, the negative feelings that I'm experiencing so that they don't really weigh me down throughout the day as I prioritize other tasks, responsibilities, people, so on and so forth. So um, journaling is another thing for myself that really works. Okay, looking so writing down things in my head that are bothering me or things that I'm proud of about myself and reading them out loud, sometimes just sitting here literally in the same chair that I'm in or in front of a mirror if I'm feeling extra down really does help me just feel really clear and clarify who I am, what I'm doing, so on and so forth, and just gives me, like, grounding. And I know this sounds like some corny shit to most of you guys listening, but if you don't manage your stress, your stress is going to deal with you. Your stress is going to manage you. You're going to secrete more cortisol. You're going to have a lower quality experience in your life. So just do the, the, I would say just do the bare minimum, even if it means, I don't know, fucking playing a video game for 15 minutes because that makes you calm. All right, start somewhere, do something. If it's yoga, deep breathing. Again, I also deep breathe in the sauna sometimes. Um, again, just any technique that you can do that will help you manage stress is something that I'd recommend you, you try. All right, definitely. All right, chronic stress can impact hormones that regulate your metabolism. And if, especially if you're over 30, you probably are fucking stressed, raising kids, you know, paying your mortgage, doing something because you're responsible. All right. And the very least you can do is to get enough rest and to manage your stress. Okay. So guys, tip number nine out of 11, when it comes to burning fat, especially for busy adults, if you're over 30, if you're 66, if you're 99, doesn't matter your age, as long as you're a healthy functioning adult, you don't want to be doing this thing. Okay. And this thing is excessive alcohol consumption. So you want to limit your alcohol consumption, your alcohol intake, um, especially if you're older. How many of you guys back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean really back in the day for some of you old folks, say college, high school days, early adulthood, whatever it was, you used to pound away at a six pack or like two bottles of vodka or like you could just, you were invincible, you could drink anything. If that was you, nod your head or just give yourself a little laugh there because that was all of us at one point in time unless you were super religious or you were a turtle or you lived under a rock and you were that like uncool kid. Okay, so we are not the way that we used to be when we were younger guys. All right, we, I personally can't drink the same way I used to. You listening to this probably cannot as well. Okay, and with that in mind, I want you to understand that you got to limit that shit, man. You are not the same 20-year-old. You are not the same 16-year-old. Hopefully, you weren't drinking at 16, and if you are, go get help. Um, I'm not endorsing any of this shit. I'm just telling you realistically in the real world what it is, and it's nothing. It's not news, right? I'm not inventing this. I'm not the first kid that did that shit. All right, so while moderating, while moder, uh, why is my tongue fucking up? While moderating, or while, it's, it's happening again, guys, just have a laugh. While moderate alcohol consumption may have, you know, some health benefits, especially if it's like wine, you know, antioxidants, blah, 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 excessive drinking can negatively impact metabolism and contribute to weight gain. So if you didn't know this, alcohol has calories. So when you're pounding away at those shots on the weekend, even though you've been like a one sharp as a knife with your diet, like you've been, you know, acing your diet throughout the week, you haven't cheated on your diet, you've been going to the gym. And every weekend, say like Friday or Friday and Saturday, you drink and like, there's never a weekend where you don't go out to drink. First of all, let's 
talk to the drunk you right now. The drunk you doesn't really care that much about your fitness goals. Like, if you want fucking wings and a burger when you're drunk, that's what you're going to eat. If you want pizza or McDonald's when you're drunk, that's what you're going to eat. You, you have less of a filter. You're just, you don't care that much. Unless you're, like, super crazy like me, where I sometimes get smashed and then, you know, still eat meal prep because I'm crazy. But most people won't do that, okay? Including you, you know, because you don't care that much. And I'm not saying that because it's, like, essentially a bad thing i'm just saying it's because your whole entire life you haven't cared about fitness until now if you're especially if you're overweight right you haven't done anything to instill habits and exercise behaviors that allow you to have that mental filter no matter what or at least to an extent or to a degree where even if you are intoxicated you can still keep yourself at bay most people don't have that filter because they just haven't lived a healthy lifestyle up until that point when I say healthy, healthy lifestyle, I'm talking about going to the gym. I'm talking about eating clean. Like, you haven't done that for your life. And if you have been, you probably wouldn't even have been listening to this episode because you would be in shape already. Okay? You wouldn't have to worry about your metabolism. But, guys, when you nail your progress, when you nail your nutrition, and you are sharp, you are successful with uh, attending the gym, and you, every single weekend, either Friday and Saturday, or just Fridays or just Saturdays, every weekend, there isn't a week you like go without drinking you gotta understand when you're not making progress even though you're doing all those the things right that's where you're fucking up it's either you lose the discipline and then you start eating a whole bunch of junk food when you're out drinking or you don't understand that you drink too much and that there are calories in alcohol and that you are actually not as sharp as you think you are with your nutrition because fucking six shots or say friday and saturday all together you get like 20 shots in plus the wine, plus the beer, or whatever you drink, that's an extra, like, 1,000 calories, close to 1,000 calories in a weekend. And that's not even including the junk food that you ate when you were drunk. And then if you add that to what your nutrition protocol is supposed to allow you to consume in order to burn fat, you'll realize, no wonder. It's no wonder you're fucking trying so hard. You're not missing a day in the gym. You're eating clean, but you're gaining one pound, two pound, three pound a week. It's no fucking wonder, guys. It's because you need to limit your alcohol intake. All right. And as I said, just like before with food, with the 80, 90 uh, percent rule, you want to eat clean 80 to 90 percent of the time. Same thing applies with alcohol. Don't drink every single weekend, man. It would be best if you just never drank again. That would be beautiful. But let's let's be honest. It's like saying never eating pizza again. If you enjoy pizza, if you enjoy a drink, you're not going to hell. All right. At least I don't think you are, but probably are if you're religious. Um, <laughs> jokes aside. You don't have to cut it out of your life entirely, but you do have to reduce it. If you drink every single weekend, you got to pick one special weekend, whether it's the first weekend of the month, the middle of the month, or the end of the month, just one weekend. And then when you realize how long you can go without it, maybe you can go a month without it. Cool. Every other month. And then maybe every three months. And then maybe freaking special occasions with family. Then maybe you're just like only on your birthday. And then ideally never again. Right? Because let's be honest, it's a vice that doesn't help you. All right, so tip number nine is limit your alcohol intake, guys and girls, especially folks over 30 that are really stressed. You men that come home from work and crack a cold six-pack for the TV. I see you. I see you. It's comfortable. It's I, I know. All right. Also, let's let's not forget that all that carbonated fluid bloats you. So beer belly is there for a reason. On top of that, we got barley. Okay. Um, it's it, It's got a lot of estrogen in it. Okay. Estrogen is a female hormone testosterone is the male hormone so it's no wonder why you got that man boob set okay to match your pregnant belly it's no wonder it's because you're you're getting a fuck ton of estrogen in 
And as a guy, that's not healthy. It's not good for your balls either. All right? Sperm count's going to decrease. Be careful. All right. Tip number 10, guys, out of 11 ways for you to burn fat, especially if you're over 30, is to consider metabolizing or eating foods that boost your, metabolize, uh, your metabolism. Whenever I hear the word metabolism in my head, at least within the latter half of this episode, I've been like biting my tongue. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. Anyway, consider your consider eating more metabolizing boosting foods. Um, certain foods have an effect that will allow you to burn a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more calories. And again, this isn't so important where you have to like prioritize it. Like it's not a deal breaker. But again, we want to stack up as many tiny boosters as we possibly can to to get as much as we as much of a boost to our metabolism as we can take, so that not only can we make up for all the fucked up years that we had up until the age of 30, but so that we can offset any, you know, decrease in metabolism as we age, or we can offset any future, say, health issues that come up because we've, you know, picked up on how to build our metabolism, how to increase it and how to stay healthier. So you can be very preventative um, in the long run. If you like things happen and your health declines in the future, um, you would have liked to have known that you stacked every possible thing in your favor to have been as healthy as possible. I, at least I assume that you wouldn't. Yeah, you probably could agree. It's just why you've listened up to 40 minutes of this podcast episode. Um, however, again, I'm going to give you guys some recommendations here for metabolizing or foods that boost your metabolism um, or things even that boost your metabolism. Because one of these things are uh, is a supplement. I, I can consider it as a supplement, but... You got spicy foods that contain um, capsaicin, all right? And you don't really need to know what that is, just spicy foods. Generally, most of them have that. You got green tea. And I personally would like to have green tea on an empty stomach. I'm just weird like that. I just like the way it feels. I don't know. Um, Or after a really, 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 really heavy meal, and I just feel like I'm stuffed. The green tea will help move my stomach, especially if it's a warm fluid, okay? I don't drink cold green tea. That's disgusting. Don't do it. If you do that, you're disgusting, all right? I'm just joking. You're not disgusting, but I personally just think it's nasty. I don't do it. Another thing here is caffeine. You could have it in the form of coffee. I love coffee myself, but I hate that it makes your breath stink and stains your teeth. So I actually opted recently towards taking caffeine pills. And also, as a result of that, since it's really, really concentrated in terms of caffeine, it is an appetite suppressant. Um, I don't really go that crazy with it. You know, like I don't like there's no need to go have a caffeine pill and then also have pre-workout in my shelf. Like I completely canceled pre-workout because caffeine, I get enough caffeine from the caffeine tablets um, and the odd coffee. Personally, if I'm drinking coffee, it's for the taste unless it's like dog shit early in the morning. Um, and then I'm, I'm doing it for the boost as well. Um, sometimes smelling coffee gives me that effect in my brain where I'm just like, it's like placebo where I think I have more energy and I really just don't. All right. So, um, those are the, some things there. Eat more spicy food, not too much. And again, guys, this is said with like, like have reverence. Don't just do the things I'm telling you. Talk to your doctor, experiment with some things, um, and then add it to your routine if you like it. And if you don't, yeah, it's, it's cool. All right. It's not gospel. Green tea is good. Caffeine in whatever form you like to consume it, of course, consume it responsibly is an appetite suppressant and it can help boost your metabolism um and and if it does it's a very small amount it's it's nothing to incorporate to your into your routine like religiously but it does help okay 
the impact is generally modest of these things that I just like mentioned, but they should in some way, shape or form be part of your like comprehensive approach. Like when you're approaching this, you want to like think of every boost that you could possibly get when it comes to boosting your uh, metabolism. And this might be one of those things that you choose to incorporate that will aid in your fat loss journey. All right. Makes sense. Beautiful. All right. So guys, we are approaching the end here. We are at the last tip when it comes to 11 ways for you to burn fat over 30. And this one, I literally alluded to this throughout the entire podcast episode, and it is to incorporate regular checkups. All right. Check-ins, checkups, wherever you are in the world, however you talk about it with your doctor. Okay. So I always, 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 always say every, like, it's best if you do it every uh, three months. So if you do it quarterly, beautiful chef's kiss. That's awesome. That's what you want to do. Um, but if you couldn't be bothered, you're a little bit lazy or you're really jam-packed, do it every like four months, three times a year, four times a year, you will be Gucci. And when you go to the doctor, what do you do with the doctor? You just go there, shake his hand and say, hi, no, you're going to go there and you're going to ask for blood work. You're going to ask for your analysis and also to like read a hormone panel to actually see how your body is functioning. Right. And if you want to take another layer, like deeper, and you want to learn about which foods your body responds to best, because believe it or not, the bacteria in your gut favors certain foods over other foods, and that can change over time as well. You also want to do like a, an allergy test and see like, how compatible are you with the diet that you are eating? Even if it's a wholesome, clean diet, maybe your body favors salmon over chicken breast, and you can get better skin, better results, you know, your body functions better and is less allergic to more tolerable to other foods, other carb sources, other protein sources, other fat sources. So I think it's really important that you, especially over 30, incorporate regular checkups. And guys, you're 30 now. You ain't got no, your, your parents fucking taking you to the dentist, to the doctor. You got to be your parent. You got to make sure that everything's going on inside. You got to give a shit, man. Okay, you've got to care. All right. And for some of y'all folks, as men especially, and honestly, I'm crying too inside because I hope by the time that I'm your age, they have like, you don't have to do this, but get your prostate checked, man. Like, just make sure your body's healthy. Get regular checkups, all right? Um, getting regular checkups to monitor your overall health and address any underlying medical conditions may have, like, it, not only will it save your life, but you can also realize that there are other things that can affect your metabolism outside of, like, the way you eat and the way you train. It's not all the way you eat, the way you train. Like there are some things that are like hormone imbalances. You could be pre-diabetic. You could be X, Y, Z that, and you don't even know it because you don't go to the fucking doctor. So go to the doctor three to four times per year, quarterly or every four months. I'd recommend it. Remember again, guys, there is no quick fix and a sustainable approach to metabolism boosting and fat loss and muscle building comes with a consistent commitment to changing your lifestyle you can't just like want it and then it happens like you got to continuously work every single day to make sure that it's that, that you're consistent and that it's working you know what i'm saying you, you can't just like expect it you feel me all right it's advisable to consult with a healthcare professional of course such as your like a registered dietitian or fitness trainer that knows what the fuck they're talking about you'd be surprised just people that don't know what they're talking about that are fitness trainers big whoop um just because you don't just because you have fitness trainer in your bio doesn't mean you know shit about it look at the people 
look at their clients. Do they deliver results on the clients? You know, do they deliver results on themselves? You know, are they a fat coach? Is this doctor overweight? Is this doctor have clients that are healthy? Um, whatever it is, go to someone that, that you trust that is accredited. Um, and not only get advice, but apply the advice. But on another level, I really do consider that you go to your general practitioner and do those tests that I recommended. Again, urinalysis, blood work, hormone panels, uh, allergy testing. Those are the key four that I recommend. And of course, if you have other issues, let's say like you got a, a family history of heart issues or kidney issues, go to a cardiologist or or a urologist and figure out like, you know, am I at risk for this if I continue doing that and so on and so forth. Just be vigilant, guys. Okay. Uh, what, did the, what was that saying again? Is uh, something, something, a pound of cure and prevention. You know what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> I don't even have to fucking say it. You've heard it a billion times, especially if you're over 30. A pound of prevention is worth more than like, fuck it. I, I, I can't. It's just off my head. But you know what I'm talking about. All right, so be wary of that. We're going to scan through very quickly the 11 tips so that you guys get a little recap here because this episode is literally almost a fucking hour. We're at 48 minutes, um, and that's cool because I don't mind giving you guys all the value that I possibly can give you. All right, so number one, guys, out of the 11 tips, 11 ways to burn fat, boost your metabolism, build muscle, change your body, burn your love handles, drop your man boobs, bitch tits, whatever you want to call it especially if you're over 30 years old, 40 years old, 50, 60 years old, okay? Number one, strength training. Increase your BMR. Focus on the amount of calories that you can burn um, throughout your day by having more muscle on your body. Number two, incorporate some form of cardio. Again, HIT or LIS. HIT being high-intensity uh, um, interval training where you're doing sprints, you know, burpees, things that get your heart rate really high for short periods of time. And LIS which is an acronym for L-I-S-S, stands for Low Intensity Steady State Cardio, meaning you're doing things that keep your heart rate a little bit lower, but, you know, it's steady, it's consistent, and, and uh, you're also still burning calories because there's another form of cardio. Okay, guys, tip number three is to stay active throughout the day. Again, small things. Walk across the street if you can instead of driving. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. It's just small things, right? Maybe even sit-ups or push-ups on commercial breaks. Just small things, all right? Stay active throughout the day. Number four, Balanced diet. Make sure that you're eating a balanced diet that includes a mix of lean proteins, whole grains, fruits, veggies, and healthy fats. All right, guys, that's you, you know you knew that already before even clicking this episode. Number five, eat enough protein. Again, 0.75 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight every single day because it's going to allow you to build muscle and building muscle increases your BMR, which essentially speeds up your metabolism, burning more fat but and keeping it off because you have muscle on your body and muscle is more calorically expensive than fat, so on and so forth. You understand the effect. And if you don't, then rewind to the first 10 minutes of this episode where we talk about it. Um, also, it does have a thermic effect, meaning when your body is digesting protein, it does require a little bit more calories for your body to break down. So that's another plus. And it, it's a little boost that you get on top of your cardio and your muscle building so that you can continue to not only see progress, but retain it permanently. All right. Number six, guys, out of 11 tips for y'all to stay in a, in a, in a place where you can burn more fat, build more muscle, speed up your metabolism over 30 years old is to stay hydrated again. Don't just drink two to three uh, liters of water every single day and, like, not worry about anything else. I want you to pay attention to your metabolism. 
I want you to pay attention to your micronutrients, okay? Micronutrients, specifically your electrolytes, salt and potassium, because the more water you drink without replacing, the more dehydrated you, you get. So when I say replacing, I'm saying replacing micronutrients. So if you're drinking two to three liters of water a day and you are not salting your meals or you're not eating healthy, you're not getting your iron, potassium, magnesium, B12, all these vitamins, right? then you are at risk for dehydration and potentially hyponatremia, and you don't want that shit. So make sure that you are eating clean 80 to 90% of the time so that you don't have to worry about going to get extra supplements, okay, in order to balance out your micronutrient imbalances. And how would you know if you even have imbalances? Well, if you listen to the last step, which we're going to get to, um, you would know to check the doc, uh, excuse me, the doctor at least three to four times per year. And when you get those results back, it will tell you what min what uh, micronutrients, minerals, vitamins that you do lack in so that you can either supplement with them or eat foods that are more rich in those contents, whatever specific minerals or vitamins they are. I personally opt or recommend that you eat uh, the whole food version of it, but I can't knock you if you want to have supplement some, uh, the supplement version of it because I personally do the same thing as well. It's a little bit more convenient, um, especially if you like the foods you're already eating. Okay, so number seven, guys, no brainer. Get enough sleep, seven to nine hours of sleep every single day. Um, your body will perform better. You'll reduce the amount of cortisol that you produce. Cortisol is a stress hormone that makes it harder for you to see more progress in your fitness journey. It makes you more inflamed. You, you get moon face, all that stuff. So be careful. Get seven to nine hours of uninterrupted quality sleep. That's another thing you got to do there. It'll help you manage stress, which is tip number eight. And another way to manage stress, deep breathing, sauna, meditation, yoga, um, journaling, therapist, okay? Manage your stress because stress also secretes hormone, uh, the cortisol hormone. And cortisol's nickname is what? The stress hormone. So manage stress, manage sleep. You'll be good on that side. And you'll be able to continuously progress in your fitness journey without having to worry about anything really holding you back, especially if that thing is a hormone that you are producing. Okay, number nine, guys, no brainer, limit alcohol intake. Yes, alcohol has calories, and you make dumber decisions when you're drunk, so you're probably going to fuck up your diet plan if you drink too much alcohol or if you're consistently drinking alcohol. All right, so number 10, guys, consider these metabolism-boosting foods um, or supplements, because one of them is a supplement, in my opinion. I view caffeine as a supplement, but they are spicy foods, green tea, um, caffeine, and You'll probably find a bunch of other ones in your life, but those are the three that I'd recommend incorporating in some way, shape, or form if it doesn't disrupt you um, to get that extra tiny multiplier on top of boosting your metabolism. And last but not least, guys, three to four times per year, you got to go to the doctor, check out the doctor, do urinalysis, blood work, hormone panel, and also an, al an allergy test to figure out what foods your body responds the best to. And with all of that said, you got 11 ways to burn fat over 30 in depth. And that will honestly not just help you burn the fat and boost the metabolism as you age, but it'll keep the fat off. And that's what you really want. Okay, no crash dieting stuff. We don't do that over here. All right, guys, if you got value, I'm fucking glad. That's why I made this episode almost an hour long today. That's it. That's all. If you like this episode, please do share it out with a friend. Don't forget to like, share, and comment this podcast. Just let somebody know about it. It would really go a long way. And remember, guys, I wouldn't be able to do this without you. And if you weren't listening, I don't know who would be. Okay? Hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. Let's embrace your inner meathead together. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. IFBB Pro Matt Butale signing out. Boom.
Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason. Take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised, but I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner meathead, all right? It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.